0: This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station, KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from zoo to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts Now. You bet
1: it does. Welcome in to this Thursday edition of the Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1. KTGR, your total sports station in mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It is Andy Humphrey, Brendan Schaefer, and producer Chris all hanging out with you, 875-KTGR. If you want to hang out with us on the program, everything's all all great uh, in in Mizzou football land, right? It's going great.
2: Uh, Everything's fine.
1: I mean, that's what I've heard the last, you know, few days or so. Cotton Bowl it's been win, true. all that. It's been true. Uh, yeah, I drink. With? It's extension? Coordinators extension. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh. Well, the report that came out last night, maybe throwing a little bit of a wrench into Mizzou's uh, plans on defense. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes and what it might mean for Mizzou's defensive coordinator. We'll also talk about it with Chris Krasinski of the Columbia Daily Tribune at 425 and talk all things uh, Mizzou hoops as well for both men and women. They start SEC play tonight. The men start on Saturday, so we'll get the thoughts of Chris Kay on that. Chiefs Chargers over-unders. Even though the game's meaningless, there are still going to be numbers in this game. We'll try and guess whether they're going to be over or under certain totals coming up at 505. And Brendan, it's Thursday, and there's a whole slate of NFL football this weekend, which I assume
2: I know you you're are ready for.
1: Play, fate, eliminate, as no. always.
2: No, we oh, will not. Oh
1: no, what? I
2: refuse. I'll explain why, but oh. we shall not be doing play, fate, eliminate today. Oh so we just get out early
1: then sounds good to me <laughs> that's not how that works no nope, that's not early how the release awesome sweet uh, chris took that a different way uh at 545 we'll explain 875 ktgr call or text us you can also tweet us at ktgr big show and find us on facebook too at facebook.com slash ktgr big show
0: now the big show's big deal
1: all right so the report came out last night from 24 7 sports that mizzou's defensive coordinator blake baker is a, quote, leading candidate, end quote, to take the defensive coordinator job at LSU. Now, to be very clear, nothing's been decided yet uh, on either side. Uh, the thing that's been reported is that LSU is making Blake Baker their top target. But we don't know uh, any of the details on top of that. We'll hopefully find out very soon. But Baker... Just signed a contract extension with Mizzou a few weeks ago, his second contract extension since becoming Mizzou's defensive coordinator. Don't know the details on that contract or the annual salary or buyout numbers, things of that nature, but just waiting to see what the next, I guess, day or two will hold as far as the future of Blake Baker at Mizzou. And we speculate here on the big show. And that is the big show's big deal on this fourth day of January 2024, 875. 875- ktgr if you want to call or text us here on the show yeah that was uh, a bit of a a bit of a bombshell i mean once we saw that lsu was getting rid of all their defensive staff then it opened up the possibility of a guy like blake baker used to coach at lsu and has deep ties to louisiana went to tulane wife went to lsu i mean it seemed obvious that he was going to at least get a call, even though he got a contract extension.
2: Yeah, I mean, it didn't seem obvious to me just because I wasn't thinking in those terms. But, you know, on the show yesterday, we didn't talk about it or anything when we brought up the Matt House stuff, because Blake Baker has had just signed the extension with Mizzou and very famously tweeted out the Leonardo DiCaprio,
1: the Wolf of Wall Street. From the yeah, the Wolf of
2: Wall Street. I'm not leaving. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like. Uh, can he send it out again today? That would be helpful if he would send it out again today. Because, again, publicly for him, nothing's changed. I, I did check to see if he had deleted that tweet. As of last night, he had not. It was still up. But, like, this is, for him to be reported by a reputable outlet as a leading candidate is, it's serious. Um, I saw Football Scoop then put out an, an article where they said Missouri is, is working hard to retain him. What would his level of interest be? I mean, you mentioned the connections, Andy, and that's the thing. Like, barring a head coaching opportunity, it was not on my radar for Blake Baker to potentially leave Mizzou even before the extension. I said, well, if he gets a head coaching gig, that would be one thing. Everybody's trying to move up in the world. Totally get that. I think with where Missouri is at, I contended that any D.C. move to be a defensive coordinator elsewhere would be a lateral move that he wouldn't pursue but this is the one job that I I would be a little bit concerned about simply because of the history there, the family ties, having been at LSU, they reportedly love Baton Rouge, all those things. Like, yeah, this would be the one job that does scare me for for him to potentially leave. And when it's being reported like this, it's hard not to think the worst, and that it's already very far down the road to potentially happening.
1: I mean, but potentially, I I, I honestly can't get a good read on how much. You know, Blake Baker might have known about what was going to happen at LSU before we started learning who was getting fired and everything like that. I mean, they had a bowl game to play, and so they kept everybody in the room to get ready for the bowl game on January 1st. And, and then so, they cleaned house. And then they decided to lose right, on the defensive. <laughs> Madhouse is uh, gone. Yeah, Madhouse yeah. and several other defensive coaches. So I mean they
2: they cleaned out the kitchen, they yeah, cleaned out the bedrooms, everything. they cleaned out the whole house. I mean, yeah.
1: and look, the defense last year, if you looked at that, I mean you can understand why. So yeah. I mean Yeah, that's hard to read. Because you would think that Blake Baker probably knows about what might have been coming down the pipe. Uh, before we we actually start learning about yeah i mean but but at the same time it would he have known that he would have been a leading candidate at that point the fact that it got got out so quickly i again it's hard to connect those dots but to me it it definitely was i don't know if when he signed the extension that he maybe knew that this was going to be available that's maybe the question
2: i'll play the devil's advocate side on that and like we'll walk down that road. We don't know for sure, but if I'm Blake Baker and I might have some inkling that this could be happening at LSU to, you know, why does that necessarily mean I should do anything different with Missouri? Probably not. I, if there, if I'm, if I got an extension on the table, I'm, I'm signing that thing. Right. And, and letting, you know, whatever chips fall after the fact, let those take place because for him, it's like a great situation if he stays, but if this other thing happens to come to fruition, LSU to make it work is like if they want him, they they'll they'll probably have him because the buyout money, whatever it is, it probably doesn't matter. Like they were a defense away from national championship contention this year. And so if they think, hey, this guy, we messed up and we let him go a couple of years ago, we want him to head up our defense. He has shown his medal in the SEC as a, a defensive coordinator. He'll be the highest paid assistant in the league, and that'll be that, right? Like Mizzou can in my estimation, what they should do is can you can you offer even more money? I know you just signed an oh, extension, boy. but do you go huh. back? Do you even bother going uh. back to the table on that, or do you read the writing on the wall and say, "Yeah, I mean, if he goes, it's because that is the one place that could have gotten him." If you're Desiree Reed Francois, that's kind I, of where I'm sitting. Uh, with
1: here's this. the thing: that's a it's a very fine line to walk. I can understand maybe Mizzou upping his offer a little bit, maybe close to or at where LSU might put it. But you gotta recognize that it. I don't think you should go overboard with this. I just I I,
2: again. What's the reason for that? Is it optics? Look, Mizzou. It
1: it seemed that he would have already been one of the higher-paid assistant coaches, even with this. And we don't know the details of the contract or anything like that. But if you looked at what he already had, he was already at. Know one point one million. It was going to increase by a hundred thousand year over year, and if you talk about an extension here, you're probably getting closer to one point five. So it's like, I, I would find it hard to believe that he's not liking the money that he's getting at Mizzou. Like it is
2: that's correct. It is
1: up there with some of the top assistant salaries out there. If you're Mizzou and you're all of a sudden saying, "Oh, okay, well we need up it to like." Two million, two point five, whatever you're talking about, something
2: totally outlandish, cartoon bag of money.
1: Again, then you're ta- then you're setting a precedent of well, if you come to Mizzou and you sign a contract extension, and then you can very easily yeah. leverage that, uh, leverage another offer to go back to the table and get an even bigger I deal. Guess. I don't think Mizzou should let coaches think that.
2: I, but is that more of a? Pr- uh, is that a more prominent consideration than the consideration that I would have as a Mizzou fan of, like, strictly looking at 2024 as the year that you could win a national championship?
1: No, I understand like that. that. Yeah, I, that's... Without Blake
2: Baker, can you do that? And If he's hired the right guy, sure, everything kind of stays the same. Well, but that's, you know how important he's been to this defense. It was a unit that, when he took it over, wasn't that good, and now it's been great for two years. Sure.
1: The other side of this, though, 875-KTGR, tell us uh, your thoughts. Uh, At 4.11 here on the Big Show, Blake Baker reportedly the leading candidate to take the LSU defensive coordinator job. The other side that I don't know is getting a whole lot of attention. Yes, Blake Baker's the defensive coordinator. But there's also a co-defensive coordinator right now on Mizzou's team. He's been co-defensive coordinator the last couple of years, and that's D.J. Smith. So if you're talking about Blake Baker potentially leaving mizzou i'd think that the obvious choice maybe not an absolute shoe-in but the obvious choice to take his spot would be dj smith elevating up from linebackers coach or maybe he keeps that and he becomes defensive that title yeah right right what then are you saying to dj smith if you're all of a sudden trying to move heaven and earth to keep Blake Baker around, like you, I mean, you gave I him the title fair. because you know that he's a good coach. He's been yeah. with Eli Drinkwitz all four of his years here. He is a darn good coach and deserves to be a defensive coordinator down the road somewhere. So if you're saying, like, okay, we're, we're really panicking here, we got to have Blake Baker no matter what because it's 2024 or bust. Great, I understand. Yeah, like he's a great defensive coordinator, but you also have some uh, potentially a good option here yeah. that has camaraderie with the group already and, I, and all of that.
2: I hear you. I hear you. I think that's putting the cart before the horse, though, a little bit. Where it's like that is can be a priority and can be something that matters. Like the the way your other coaches feel about how you interact with them. Like that's valuable. But, like, the most valuable thing is can you win a national championship or make the college football playoff in this year? Like, this is a very unique circumstance where, like, the schedule sets up, the roster we feel like sets up, sure. the continuity of the coaching staff goes a long way toward that. So I agree with you. When it comes to DJ Smith, like, if Blake Baker goes, I'm not going out to hire somebody else to put over top of a guy who's already got the co-coordinator status, right? I'm, I'm just elevating him, and that's my guy. I think that makes sense. And that's that's how you show your in-house coaches, like, we value the contributions. But I don't think you place that priority above the idea that, hey, if we just spend a little bit more money and keep this guy for one more year, that could be what gets us over the edge and, and get to the college football playoff, which changes the trajectory of this program. Like, that happened this year, but it even goes to another level if they can accomplish it next year. So, like, that's a priority, but maybe not as big of a priority to me as, like, can you just keep the continuity to see – if you could take a real crack at making this thing
1: happen, well, but but again, if you if you elevate DJ Smith, I don't know if the continuity takes it that huge of a hit. You could be right. So you uh, could be right. And here's it's the a thing, gamble, though: it, it is it a, gamble. a gamble. Sure, but I, I mean, at the same time rewind four weeks ago we were probably bracing for blake baker with that possibility of being a head coach we're already bracing for his potential i think that's right and so yeah i mean there's there there are already uh ways for mizzou to try and retain blake baker and they they accomplished it he signed the contract he he got the extension (laughs) but in a sense they did and and look at at the same time you have to recognize that you mizzou did its part to Put themselves in the game for Blake Baker. This LSU job wasn't open at the time. It obviously is the biggest competition for Blake Baker at the moment.
2: It's the only. Can I say it's the only? Well, as yeah. Well, right now, if somebody, yeah. If somebody hires him to be a head coach, that's one thing. If somebody comes out of the blue right now tomorrow and says like, "We want you to be our head coach," sure. At like a, at like a major program or something, that's one thing. But outside of that, like a few weeks ago, it was Notre Dame. I saw Notre Dame writers stating, "Hey, you should." Think about Blake Baker, and I said even to a program like Notre Dame, I argued with their fans online. I said that's I do not that a happening. Lot. I do that a lot because I, you know, that's just how I am. But I said yeah. that's not happening. Blake Baker is not going to take a lateral move. Ha ha! You think Mizzou and Notre Dame are the same? You're not understanding what's going on at Missouri. I stand by that. But LSU could be the exception because there's a unique connection. He's coached there. His wife loves it from there. Like that whole thing could be very difficult for Missouri to beat. I'm not in a situation yet today where I'm going, oh yeah, wave the white flag, it's over, he's gone. I hope Missouri isn't either, but I do think it's good that you brought up DJ Smith and the notion of like, okay, where could they look if this should go the direction that, you know, some prominent reporting outlets seem to think that it could.
1: Yeah, 875 K T G R. give us a call or a text uh, with your thoughts on Blake Baker, reportedly being the leading candidate for LSU's defensive coordinator job. And, uh, again, the the reports are that uh, from Football Scoop specifically that Mizzou's trying to see what it can do to maybe prevent that move. But, again, nothing's been decided yet. We're just waiting to see what the official decision is.
2: Did you happen to see, and I know at the time you probably saw it, we may have even aired the thing on KTGR, but I, I know that Gabe Yarman for Power Mizzou reposted the screenshot of the quote from Baker after the contract extension talking about it. And he said, a lot of it honestly has to do with my happiness and my family's happiness in Columbia. There were some possible other opportunities out there, but coach drink is a phenomenal guy to work for. He's first class in everything that he does. And really, I feel like we have unfinished business still here at Mizzou. So all in all, I never really considered going anywhere else. To me, I kind of said the same thing last year when I signed the extension, essentially it was a no brainer. And I'm happy. I'm really happy to be able to do that. And I, I, that's a pretty definitive quote, but like you said, he said that before the l s u defensive coordinator job became available, but he saw their defense this year he had like that had to be on the radar somewhat, yeah. wouldn't you think well
1: no, in no the back I, of his I, mind no I get it it, it definitely would open yeah there's uh, there are not great things happening on that side of the ball for l s u and no i I understand it, it would take a whole lot to go back on those words, like you know but this if, is a lot yeah I mean, th- this, this is, is this is the absolute. Uh, job that he would that he would take potentially to uh, to potentially go back on both that and the tweet like the tweet is strong words too of the the wolf of wall street clip i'm
2: not blanking leaving was the was the quote and you put that out because you're fired up about what mizzou is doing moving forward so i will take i'll I'll go in defense of blake baker i don't know that anybody's out there attacking him for the potential move but i would say in his defense if you're that fired up about being at Missouri and seeing what's on the docket for 2024, potentially it could legitimately be a case where it didn't ever cross his mind. What was happening at LSU or anywhere else because he's here, you know? So it may have been like, it could be that simple where you say my attention wasn't on it because I wasn't thinking in those terms, but then once it, once it pops up, then maybe that is a thing that you go, well, holy smokes, this could be, you know, the the one opportunity that, that changes the thing, which we don't know if that's the case. We haven't seen the report that says, Blake Baker's out of here, or Blake Baker doesn't want to be here. We haven't yeah. seen that at this point. So, but when you see these reports, Andy, generally when you see a, a prominent outlet say, "Hey, leading candidate," that I mean, it does more than perk your ears up to pay. Yeah, attention you got to pay attention that,
1: to that. Absolutely, got meaning like he, when, you have when to, those outlets are saying that. Yeah, you got to keep tabs on what's to come. So we'll, we'll wait to see what happens there. Eight seven five KTGR. Give us a call or a text. Andrew texting in. I think we're losing too much on defense to contend for a national championship i mean yeah there are all kinds of guys declaring for the draft i mean chris abrams strain did it today niles gaddy did i believe that's now say i believe the number's up to seven including cody schrader and, and some other guys but uh well and
2: like some of them are didn't have eligibility. don't have eligibility like, like, like darius robinson, george
1: Yeah, realist george that, that darius robinson back. yeah exactly yeah. so I mean, you're you're talking about uh, a lot of guy, a lot of those guys leaving, but there's been some some interesting portal additions. Two linebackers uh, coming in. The linebackers that that stood in for Tyron Hopper and Chad Bailey due to injury this year played really well. I mean, defensive line maybe you got Chris McClellan out of the portal, uh, Toriano Pride. You still got some work to do, but I mean, you see some of the pieces coming together. There's a foundation. A little bit there's about a it yesterday, it. like you can yeah. absolutely build upon that. And I'm not saying there isn't one at LSU. There absolutely can be. But how much of that was, uh, how much of their defensive struggles were coaching or or personnel is kind of how I maybe wanted. what.
2: So that's like a fun, open question, but would you venture a guess at the answer? Because I might say coaching had a good bit to do with it, given, and this is just a micro, Probably, yeah. you know, interaction. But you saw the Makai Wingo thing, like, I don't know, if, if the players on the team, the guys that are pro-caliber, like Makai Wingo's declaring for the draft, former Mizzou Tiger, yeah. was on that on that defense and didn't even want to look at Matt House in the eye after they won a bowl game, and he said, well, I was just emotional after the game. Okay, sure, I don't really buy that explanation. I think there might have been some discord there, and if if that's a pro-caliber NFL guy, NFL-level talent, that is kind of having that level of discord with the coach, maybe that is something that contributed to because like there's there's always stars at lsu right you're getting four or five star talent on the defense i'd have to imagine and it didn't come to fruition so yeah i think getting the right coach could turn that defense around maybe quicker than people think i'm not convinced their offense is national championship caliber next year without Jaden daniels and malik neighbors but like i'm sure they've got guys coming in that are that are going to be impressive as well yeah um but like i think both Like, you would project both Mizzou and LSU to be contending and hoping to make that SEC championship game next year. It's not that I think one has a leg up over the other necessarily. And so that's what's disappointing is, like, if this ends up coming to fruition, you really felt like Mizzou was the thing that coaches wanted to be a part of, players wanted to be a part of, and this will make it look like that's not true anymore, even though I think it's a specific example for Blake Baker that could draw him away. We don't know that it will, but if it does it's going to suck because the narrative out there is going to be, I see Mizzou, same old Mizzou, when in reality, I think this is the only thing that could take Blake Baker away at this point.
1: Yeah, it, it's very hard to kind of project what would what both teams will look like next year. But again, I think the main thing that you're competing with, with trying to keep Blake Baker in Columbia, is that look, he... He basically gets to go home, or where, where, where he feels definitely at Mama's home. Mama's calling. Uh, yeah, I mean, so you, you talk about a, a place that he's very familiar with and helps with recruiting to, and, and it, it could be a springboard to something else. So that's the main thing that I think Mizzou is competing with there. And sure, he can try to up the offer a little bit more, but again, I, don't, I think going o- overboard sets a dangerous precedent, so we'll, we'll see. And,
2: and I think that's a very savvy, well-reasoned point. And I don't care about the president. Drop the cartoon bag of money nah, for Blake, Blake Baker. That's nah, my stance. Nah, and look, Blake. I'm telling you that you are right, Andy. Like objectively speaking, I think you've got a very sound mind on this. I see the potential for Mizzou to, to to make the college football playoff, and so I say, do your darndest with the money. And if at the end of the day it's not about money for Blake Baker, then there you did you tip your cap. There's nothing you can do at that point. But I am. I'm talking full-court press because I think he's important with the fact that the personnel is turning over so much on the defensive side of the ball. To to have that coaching staff intact, I think, could be really crucial.
1: Well, give us your thoughts on the reports that Blake Baker is a leading candidate for LSU's defensive coordinator job, even though he signed the extension with Mizzou just last month. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. We will get the thoughts on that from Columbia Daily Tribune sports editor Chris Kwasinski next and how he feels about the start of SEC play for both Mizzou men's and women's basketball. Chris K joins us next on The Big Show.
0: You are listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com.
1: Well, yeah, Mizzou fans, I can understand why he might be a little on edge. He coordinator signs an extension, and then poof, he's reportedly a leading candidate uh, somewhere else. Give us your thoughts on Blake Baker uh, and the reports that came out Last night, 875-KTGR. You can call or text us with your thoughts there. Andy Brennan and producer Chris all here on the show and now joined by Columbia Daily Tribune sports editor Chris Kwasinski. Follow him on Twitter at ocho k underscore and go and read all the great content at the Columbia Tribune today. What's up, Chris?
3: Boys, Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you. I'm glad you are uh, enjoying it so far. And, well, I mean, the... News like this, you can, only college football where things like this could possibly happen, I suppose. I guess, what's your reaction, uh, point blank, to Blake Baker reportedly being a leading candidate at LSU to take that D.C. job right after he signed the extension with Bazoo
3: Well, I, I kind of figured either way, uh, even if Blake signed the extension or didn't, I think we were kind of watching LSU's defense. Even when they came here to Faroe back in October, we kind of sat back and said, yeah, this defense isn't that good. they got a lot of athletes. they got a lot of good players. But team-wise, it just wasn't cutting it. And uh, yeah, I give him credit. I give Brian uh, Kelly credit for making that move. But at the same time, we kind of figured, well, if that job ever did open, Blake's name is going to pop on there just because of his connections to Louisiana and uh, everything that uh, could go and. I mean, it sounds like one of those spots where, hey, if you're Blake, this is probably a job either you're eyeing uh, ever since you got into coaching, or uh, you, uh, you you come to eye, I guess. But uh, it's hard because right now he's got that extension in hand from Mizzou. We've talked a lot about how uh, at the bowl game, at least how how much uh, this place means to him, and now Columbia was a reason he liked to stay. And uh, I think it's I think it's up to him. You know, it's not that LSU's a leading uh, or you know they're leading or Mizzou's leading to stay. It, I think it just comes up to him and he's going to have to make that decision and we'll probably find out about that in about like i'd say 36 48 hours or so because lsu has got to make that decision and uh, they got to fill that pretty quick
2: and obviously chris with the way we're looking at mizzou's 2024 potentially setting up with a lot of excitement in recruiting a lot of returning talent and then we thought at least the continuity on the coaching staff with the schedule that's out there it seems plausible that this team could make a push toward a college football playoff run but if one element of that continuity were to depart over the next couple of days in Blake Baker, how damaging do you think that would be to the Missouri defense in a season where all arrows seem to be pointing toward, hey, this could be special? And now maybe the first glimpse of a potential setback.
3: Yeah, I think we kind of look back to 2021, 2022, you know, that off season there, that July, or excuse me, that January when. Uh, we were talking about the same things with Steve Wilks, and obviously this is comparing tomatoes, tomatoes, you know, all that kind of stuff just because of the two differences the two had at their uh, respective stops here. But uh right now you have Blake Baker's been here for two years and uh, he's taken Mizzou's defense to, to really big heights. And when Steve Wilks departed too, we saw that improvement in 2021 from the beginning where they, they couldn't stop a nosebleed in the run game to the end of the season where they went up against army and held their own against a triple option offense. And, uh, we were kind of saying, hey, you know, we, we see the growth. We see the improvement and year two under Steve Wilkes is going to, uh, start off with a lot of improvement, a lot of good to look back on. And frankly, uh, uh, when, when he departed for the, I believe it was the 49ers or now we're looking at a, uh, excuse me, the Carolina Panthers, but now we're looking at it. We're thinking, kind of thinking, well, how's Blake Baker going to take this team with a lot of returning players and kind of implement a new scheme? Uh, and frankly, you know, he did it and not only did he do it, but he did it at a high level. And I, and I think, uh, not to say that if Blake decides to depart, that it's going to be easy fix for Mizzou because I don't think that's that's really the case. But uh, I think that's just the name of college football, where uh, you know Mizzou has co-defensive code coordinators for a reason. Uh, with linebacker coach DJ Smith, too. I mean, uh, he's there, kind of helping guide the defense. And, and if he departs, if Blake departs. I mean, it's going to be a big blow for sure. You know, it's a big blow, but uh, it's also part of college football where you got to find, hey. We also have some uh, players coming in that are new, Uh, Toriano uh, Toriano Pride, too. I mean, a lot of transfer guys that you're still going to go get in the portal where they're going to be new to this system to begin with. And if it's a new system for everybody, then, you know, that's just how it goes, and that's just college football. But it would be a big blow, but it's not one that Mizzou uh, would find fatal, especially if you have a lot of incoming transfer players that can make a difference from day one.
1: Chris Kwasinski at the Columbia Daily Tribune with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. And certainly with the, the momentum that Mizzou football had toward the end of the season, getting that win in the Cotton Bowl, uh, seeing the activity they've had in the transfer portal and in in recruiting, I just, uh, I wonder how uh, you might even see this build, uh, regardless of what the decision is for Blake Baker. I know it has a lot of impact uh, toward 2024, just in general, how are you maybe seeing things shaping up for Mizzou as they potentially try to make that run for uh, uh, for potentially a college football playoff spot next year considering the schedule that they have?
3: Yeah, I think we've started to see this shape up uh, back in December when, when Pride committed to Mizzou. And uh, I think it's, it, that's the kind of idea where we're thinking, well, at the end of the day, you're either going to lose one or both of your starting corners with Ennis and KED declaring for the draft. And now that's come to fruition where both are. Uh, declaring and but uh, right now when you get a guy like Pride to pair alongside uh, Drake Norwood or whomever is going to commit through the transfer portal or uh, even a guy that's going to step up that's already on the roster right now I mean you're already thinking about that especially when you think about what like, you mentioned the schedule it's already there and every time that Drink's been asked about this throughout the season do you wish the twelve the twelve uh, team playoff was this year And he'd say no which is fair a completely fair answer just because you know you can't change it so why would you wish it was here? Because it's all set up for next season anyway. you got so many returnees on offense, too, uh, Brady Cook, Luther Burden, and then so many guys coming in at the running back position and guys that can step up, too. I mean, uh, there are a lot of pieces that have to step up, either. You're kind of looking at guys that either haven't had that featured role in the SEC before or uh, or have had it at, at different levels, too, or already on the roster have been here kind of experimenting with the offense, kind of learning to find their footing and. Uh, it's all laid out there, and if you take the transfer portal into account and kind of say, well, they can get the pieces they need, which is true, they can, Uh, I think it sets up pretty well. Um, I'm not saying it's a for-sure thing, but you're going to start the season ranked in the top 10, or at least in the top 15, and that's exactly where you want to be because a couple big wins, and boom, there you are within the top 12, and all you have to do is just take care of business like Mizzou did this year, and they proved they they can take care of business this year. I mean, they proved they can take care of business in the Cotton Bowl, and I think that was a big thing that I was wondering. Going to that fourth quarter, you know, you're down three-zero. Your offense hasn't been, been able to do anything, and they were able to do just enough and get insurance on top of that. That was impressive. The entire season was just about proving they can get there, and they did. And, you know, if you can run it back next season, then you got the pieces to do it.
2: And Chris, I do think there's a a lot of those pieces that we do know will be returning, and and that's true on the offensive side and on the defensive side. And They've been active in the portal so far, but is there a spot on this roster that you look at right now and say, you know, even if it's not a real glaring need, it would be real nice if Mizzou could pick up blank, still yet to come in the transfer portal. Is there a spot you look at and and kind of target?
3: I I think by sheer need, I say the linebacker position, just because the guys that are departing with – a uh, few transfers, but also we're still wondering about Tyron Hopper. Uh, but right now, what, what we're thinking about there is that you need to pick up guys that can start, that can play well, but also uh, that can provide depth. We know uh, Chuck Hicks and uh, Tristan Newton and did really well the back the back end of the season as the guys that picked up when Hopper was hurt. You know, trying to fill in that that uh, starting position, that starting roles there too. But uh, you got to pick up guys that can start just in case they find in they, they get injured or. Uh, frankly, maybe they could just take over the starting spot. We've seen that happen a couple times, too, but in general, uh, you can't have enough good offensive linemen. You can't have a good enough or enough good pass rushers. I think that right there is the key. Uh, we saw it was the key this year when we were moving D-Rob to the edge, getting Niles Gaddy, uh, and, and then filling in the defensive tackle positions with uh, guys like real George. Guys have been here for a while, finding that experience, and it worked out really well. At the beginning, we were thinking, you yeah, know, maybe, maybe, but it ended up it ended up providing Mizzou the boost it needed. It's defense the boost it needed to be an elite defense. And uh, if you want to go to the portal and say, well, yeah, we lost all these guys. What do we do? you got to go grab some dudes uh, that can start on uh, the trenches and that can win the trenches. You know, Mizzou won the the trench battle in the fourth quarter against Ohio State and won them the game. And so I think that's just all proof that you got to win there. And you can't have enough of those good players.
1: Chris Kwasinski of the Columbia Daily Tribune here on the Big Show, KTGR and KTGR.com. Let's switch over to hoops, Chris. Uh, This Saturday, Mizzou men's basketball opens SEC play with Georgia. Non-conference play for the Tigers left quite a bit to be desired. A lot of hype coming in, a lot of chances for some quality victories to add to the tournament resume, but they lost out on a lot of those chances to grab those wins. So now with... Conference play starting, if if there's any hope of an NCAA tournament bid at this point, they would have to really run roughshod against the schedule. But I wonder what propensity you see them uh, navigating through SEC play, at least early on, as they try and pick up the pieces so far.
3: Yeah, I think the, the most important thing is they found a guy that can match Sean Eason's scoring and Tamar Bates, and I think it just comes down to uh, giving Bates the, the the opportunities to go and attack the rim, but also to shoot the three at the high level, too. Uh, he did that against Central Arkansas, and I know Central Arkansas is not the mid-major or the the I guess the non-power five team where you're going to look at and say, yeah, that's that's totally proof they can do it. But he he showed that against Illinois a little bit. And he was attacking the basket, slicing to the defense uh, against a taller, bigger, uh, honestly stronger team, and uh, he was able to do that. And against uh, Seton Hall too, he was he was impressive. And if you can continue that, then it becomes easier to start to fill in pieces of okay. Well, if you have Sean and Tamar who are going to lead the offense that way. What else do you need to focus on? And I guess that right there comes through the defensive side of things where uh, I guess Illinois, Seton Hall, Kansas, the defense left a lot to be desired, a little less against Kansas because they had a good game plan. And they followed through and it just comes down to bodies at that point. And Kansas just had the horses to beat Mizzou and Mizzou didn't have the, the horses to stop KJ Adams, which to be fair, not many teams in the nation have. But when it comes to Seton Hall and Illinois, uh, it was just way too many breakdowns, way too many issues defensively. Even against Central Arkansas, there were some rotational issues where you kind of see lingering from the non-conference slate. And, uh, those are the things you kind of get figured out, and I think you kind of have to get them figured out with guys like Connor Vanover and Noah Carter. Uh, when they come in, come out, who's getting what responsibility. Uh, that's just playing with a new roster, and I think SEC play gives them another chance or another opportunity to kind of get that nailed down. Um, you can have a good uh, run or a good start to the season with Georgia this Saturday. Uh, especially in a noon game where people are going to be back, they're going to be ready to watch. Uh, they, these are the kind of games where you have to take advantage of an SEC play. Obviously, nothing's given, but, uh, right now, you know, if you look at the lineup games against like Vanderbilt, Georgia, games that you won last year, you have to win again this year if you want to have an opportunity to say, Hey, we're a tournament team.
1: Yeah, we'll see how Mizzou responds to that coming up this weekend. And then, of course, uh, I know Chris, you're really locked into what Mizzou women's basketball is doing. And tonight they start conference play in one of the toughest ways you possibly can, going to Baton Rouge and taking on the defending national champion LSU. This obviously a very important year for Robin Pinchton, and their non-con. You know, they had a few chances here and there to also get some quality wins, and they. Did fairly well, but I just wonder with SEC play being a different animal for this team in particular, how it, you see it shaping up early on.
3: Yeah, I think it, it, it really is the toughest thing. I mean, when you look at that schedule, especially the beginning of the season, it was that this game against LSU was circled as like, oh boy. No, this is one of those where uh, not, that, not that it's a 0% chance of winning here, but it's one of those where you have to circle and say, hey, everything has to go right kind of like a couple years ago with South Carolina where everything had to go right in order to win that game. Uh, and, and right now with LSU, this team is far from invincible. I think we've seen that a couple of times this season. Uh, I was always wondering how a team with like five ball dominant players that are going to handle, you know, one basketball and one player, having the ball at the same time. But uh, I think they're starting to figure that out. You know, Angel Reese, uh, Haley Van Lift, I know uh, Haley Van Liff battling some injuries too, are two of the best players in the nation. Uh, Not to mention the rest of the roster, which is WNBA players all up and down, but uh, everything's going to have to go right in order for Mizzou to have a chance. And then uh, you're going to have to look to some players to have career games. And I think Grace Slaughter and Ashton Judd are two of those players. We know what Haley Frank can do, but I think Ashton and Grace are starting to scratch the surface of how good they could possibly be in a Mizzou uniform. They need to evolve and evolve fast, especially in this pivotal uh, year for Robin Pinchton too. And uh, I know this staff understands that, but I think you got to, You got to start showing that, and they have to start showing that, especially in SEC play, where that's been a big struggle for this team. And uh, if you can come out of this LSU game, you know, there are no moral victories and losses for sure, but to be able to keep up on the road, I think it'd be a big thing for this team, a big step forward for a lot of young players to say, Yeah, we can hang with them, I can hang with them. And that individuality obviously doesn't make a team, but uh, to build that individual confidence in, in themselves, I think is really important too, especially with. Uh, games against Kansas State where they had a really, really bad third quarter. And I think that, that confidence piece comes in there too. But they rallied and won against Illinois in a good game on the road. And that's one where you're going to say, well, if you're going to be a tournament team, you had to win that game. And, well, they did. And not to say that they're a tournament team now, but a handful of wins in SEC play, you know, going a uh, winning record in the SEC, and they've already got nine wins. So if you can add another 10, 11 more wins and be a 20-win 20, 20 team, I think it's plausible. But it comes down to – games like this where you can prove you're confident you can prove that you can keep up with a team like lsu and you just got to go out and do it a
1: lot of work to do for sure so we'll see what they can do tonight in that very tough test against the uh bayou bengals down in baton rouge chris wazinski of the columbia daily tribune here on the big show ktgr thank you chris for for coming on talking all things mizzou with us again happy new year to you and we'll talk again soon
3: sounds like a plan happy new year guys hope it's all good
1: appreciate you ma'am Big shows on at four forty three KTGR and KTGR dot com. You can hear that on KTGR. By the way, tonight Mizzou at LSU. Speaking of Mizzou and, and LSU things, they play in women's basketball tonight. Wouldn't yeah. you know it?
2: Winner gets Blake Baker. I think yeah.
1: is what they've decided. I don't know if I would maybe put those chances on there. Let's oh. say, let's maybe pump the brakes on that. Actually, um, LSU Pretty yeah, good. women's basketball. Got kind of, it kind of pretty good. Yeah, number seven in the nation. Let's uh, let's not. Get those stakes there. Uh, Loser <laughs> gets blanked. No, yeah, I'm, all right, kidding, there I'm we go. Kidding. All right, we fixed it.
2: Hey, <laughs> you'll eat these words tomorrow if Mizzou pulls off the upset. Oh uh, yeah, that's same.
1: that's that's very true. Uh, tune in tonight, seven forty-five. Uh, coverage starting at eight o'clock. Tip off. Brad Trinago, Kathy Weason, gonna have the call for you for Mizzou and LSU women's basketball on KTGR tonight. Under the bus next. Well, <laughs> once again, these uh, these entertainment outlets. Still trying to figure out this whole football part of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's relationship. What's
0: a football? What's a football? Is it important? That's next. You are listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com.
1: Back here, we've got Under the Bus in just a second, and the sweetest thing in sports. Thanks to Chris Kwasinski of the Columbia Daily Tribune for joining us last segment. You can find that at ktgr.com. If you missed it, we'll play the over-under game at 5.05 with Chiefs Chargers and Mizzou, Georgia at 5.25. There's no play-fade eliminate today. Why? Brendan, why? Yeah, explain yourself. I'll tell you. We'll, we'll get tell to you it Eventually. <laughs> eventually. He's holding out on us so we'll, we'll get to it eventually it's called show. a deep yeah, tease, yeah, yeah, right there that's exactly what it, that's the biz brendan you're picking it up well, well the, the biz of course yeah, yeah
2: i mean you got to know about the
0: biz. exactly it's time to go under the bus on the big show
1: so you know the nba had that new rule put in this year they're trying to prevent i guess uh load management as much as possible it's like who, who are you resting when you can't rest all of your stars during this one game, especially the nationally televised ones. The Nets got popped 100K for uh, violating this uh, player participation policy. I guess during uh, Christmas I, were they a Christmas Day game? Absolutely uh, this not. This year uh, they were not. Oh, no okay. shot. Well, never. <laughs> yeah, those plans
3: are never going on Christmas.
1: Well, not anymore. At least uh, they rested a whole bunch of guys. Now some of them were. I think dealing with injuries like Dorian Finney Smith, Cam Johnson, but Spencer Dinwiddie was, was resting. They also barely played Mikael Bridges and you know other guys, Cam Thomas. So you got popped for this and look, I think it's good. Like NBA teams need to not use this so much as a chance to say, Well, we're not going to take these games so seriously. It's a it's an absolute Red flag for the league to say, look, a regular season doesn't matter as much. We have to make it matter as much as possible. And look, if you have to put this policy in, fine. But it kind of is a red flag to the NBA needing to fix its regular right season.
2: And nobody's surprised. <laughs> I mean, nobody's surprised. No,
1: yeah. And the Nets are the first ones, I guess, to be uh, hit with this. But we'll see if anybody else does. But under the bus to uh, the Nets, all of a sudden.
0: Under the bus.
1: Their $100,000 fine. And under the bus to page six uh entertainment publication online reporting right. on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, of course. Because why wouldn't they? Apparently, Travis Kelsey is not going to attend with Taylor Swift the Golden Globes. What? I know. Right? I mean, why is he... That's his girl.
2: It's, he's not gonna how do the red carpet with her yeah, and everything? Come on,
1: so unfair. I mean, Trouble it's in, in
2: paradise, I guess. I it's don't in know Los what Angeles. The is, I, I
1: understand Kelsey. He's a football player and everything, and they travel a lot. Yeah, and Taylor Swift's going to be in Los Angeles for uh, the Golden Globes. Oh, wait a second, the Chiefs are playing in L.A. against the <sighs> Chargers. Perfect. Wait a minute. Oh, perfect. Well, Kelsey, you can go to uh, to the Golden Globes with Taylor Swift oh you're playing a football game that day oh oh i see oh those football games i guess they're important i suppose
2: but they're in the same city andy why can't he just go to (laughs) the the event instead of his game
1: well i first of all it's a 325 game probably makes it tougher um so i mean there, there is that at the same time i i don't know it's I understand it's a meaningless game for the Chiefs, but look, Travis Kelsey is going to. I think he's going to play in this game. So I. Maybe not. Mahomes isn't playing. I know Mahomes isn't playing, but. I don't know. I agree are you going to not six. play and then not even show up with your team? The nerve like, of
2: this guy to be in Los Angeles and not go support. Swift I know,
1: right? At
2: the Golden Globes. I agree with page six. This is good report. Oh, no. This come on. Come no, out. I didn't know you were going to go this way. Under the bus. Come
1: on. Brandon. It's
2: sarcasm, Andy. Yeah. You can look that up in the dictionary, can't you?
1: I can. I understand.
2: It is funny though that it almost like conceivably could have worked out. Like <laughs> three twenty-five <laughs> game probably ends at you know around around six thirty our time. Golden Globes started around 7. He could make the red carpet well, or the they, tail end.
1: Wouldn't this have worked out well for the NFL if they would have made that the noon game instead? And then you then give I Travis that, Kelsey the chance to go to the Golden now Globes? Now, that's a real
2: take. Everything else I said about this was sarcasm. That's a real take that I think is a good point. Like, you you changed that schedule because that's great publicity for your league. And timing-wise, he probably could have made it. And now, you know, I just don't, I just don't know if it's going to be as possible. Ugh.
0: Darn. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on The Big Show.
1: Those darn pesky football games everywhere. sweetest thing in sports is with our friends at the Candy Factory. No matter the occasion, visit the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia for all those tasty treats and chocolates. Anniversary, birthday, any day. Online at thecandyfactoryonline.com. Well, uh, several Mizzou players declaring for the NFL draft. Several of them were pretty much expecting because... You know, they're out of eligibility, and the only place to go is up, right? And that's kind of the case for Cody Schrader, uh, no longer uh, able to play at Mizzou anymore, ousted the eligibility, but he did announce today that he's going to declare for the NFL draft. And, man, I would hope so much, first of all, for Cody Schrader to get drafted. I don't know if he will, but I do think an NFL team's going to give him a shot, and all you need to do is give Cody Schrader a shot, and he's going to impress.
2: Yeah, I think he's going to, good Lord willing, get that chance and stick around in the NFL. Like this is a winning player that you want on your NFL team. I I really hope he gets that opportunity. And my gosh, best running back in the SEC. How could a team not look at that and say, hey, maybe this guy would help yeah. our football team? I'm hoping that ends up being the case too, Andy.
1: I really do. And and again, he he led the SEC in rushing by quite a bit too. He's it really was good. Not even a competition towards the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there with Cody Schrader, but uh, declaring for the NFL draft officially today, I believe the number's up to seven, unless I'm missing somebody. But yeah, it's
2: I haven't counted, but I trust your I trust your math. You claim to be the, the math guy, though I dispute that at times. I'm just thinking though. Like L. A. is not known for having any sort of traffic issues. Couldn't Travis Kelsey just go from one event to the other, (laughs) and probably in time? Like it's they got roads there. They do. Be no issue.
1: (laughs) They have several roads. In fact, I don't know why everyone's up in arms about this. Gosh, oh man. Well, during that Chiefs Chargers game, we'll we'll see if Travis Kelsey plays. But we'll play the over-under game uh, for Chiefs Chargers at 5.05. There's no play-fade eliminate today. Why, Brendan? He'll explain coming up at 5.45.